I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author and CEO of Author Revolution. With more than 15 books published, it's safe to say I have made a ton of mistakes in my endeavor to become a full-time author. The most important thing that I've learned in the past decade is that indie authors need to protect their creativity and their serenity. Being an author is a long game, and that's why I'm on a mission to teach other indies just like you how to publish books with a sustainable, rapid-release method. I created the Author Revolution podcast to give you insights and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you do just that. If you're an ambitious author or one in the making who's looking to create a long-term author career and a life you love, you've found your tribe, my friend. Let's get your author revolution underway. Hey there, my writerly friend. Welcome back to the Author Revolution podcast. So I've been thinking a lot this week about freedom and what it means to me. Now, for those of you who listen to the podcast or follow me in any of my other typical haunts, you know that I have been working on my money blocks. Now, earlier this year, it was all about going back and getting some balance. Because over the past few years, I'd really gone off the deep end in terms of writing, creating, doing, all the things. Now, not all of that stuff was my fiction stuff, obviously. I mean, hello, Author Revolution is here. But much of it was in the hopes of creating more stability in my life. Now, see, I'm a double Virgo. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it's basically that my sun sign and my moon sign are both in Virgo. So... If you prescribe to any kind of astrology, that means the way I deal with most of the things that come about in my life, I do it in a very methodical, organized way. Things have to make sense in my brain, in other words. That's the sun part. Now the moon, Virgo, is how I handle my emotions. So again, I organize and handle them very methodically. They have to make sense. Now a little side note here, as woo-woo as all that sounds, maybe to some of you, I'm actually quite a science girl. I just like to see things in an energetic pattern way. See, I'm also a magic girl. I love to see patterns. I love to see magic and energy and things that others might miss in the hunt for symbols of truth. So that's my long-winded way of basically saying that if you're not into astrology, it's okay. Just know that it's a way to see the world and analyze it. And for us Virgos, the key word really is analyze. So I'm great at seeing what needs to be done and getting on with it. I'll set up systems, research, dig deeper, but I grew up in a house with very little money. My dad was a mechanic, then later a machine tech. My mom stayed at home to take care of my brothers and I because my middle brother was born with a brain tumor. So he often needed a lot of additional support and obviously he needed someone at the house with us, right? But my mom was also an artist. She was painting all the time, the most amazing scenes, and she uses acrylic, which she says was out of necessity because it dries fast, and she could never guarantee whether or not we would keep our fingers out of her paint, so there's that. But as we got older and subsequently more expensive, my mom would try to sell her artwork. And this was kind of as the internet was becoming a thing, and she even tried to get a website off the ground for her art. She went so far as to make prints, get note cards, and all of that stuff with her paintings and stuff on them. 
But unfortunately, my mom just isn't super tech savvy. So it kind of went nowhere. So obviously, one of the stories that I took on when it comes to money is that you can't make money doing what you love. The other story I took on was from my dad. Now, he worked incessantly in order to provide for us since my mom was obviously needed at home. There are very few memories I have with my dad where he was actively present with us. He even left my graduation, I kid you not, right after my name was called so that he could get back to work. And at the time, my last name started with a B, so it still wasn't super long. So (laughs) all of this really translated in my brain to the idea that if you want to provide for your family, you have to work hard for it. Well, as you can imagine, these two concepts then, they really collided within me. So when I got a divorce, which by the way, was not the most super fun time in my life, I suddenly took on this kind of burden of bringing stability to my life and to my family. I needed to feel safe when I really didn't at the time. And I felt like I really couldn't count on anyone. So that meant the only person I could count on and depend on was myself. I kid you not, I couldn't even depend on my new husband, Colin, even though we always made things work. Now, was this the actual truth? Well, no, it wasn't. That was my fear talking. And unfortunately, I let that drive the bus for the first eight plus years of our marriage. And we've only been married now for almost 10 years. See how we tell ourselves stories that sometimes maybe don't serve us very well? Here we are, like I said, heading into July 4th weekend in the United States, and I've been considering what the word freedom really does mean to me. And since I'm thinking about money blocks, that then leads to what does financial freedom mean to me? How does that translate into how I work? Do I want money to come to me in a difficult way? Does it have to be hard? Or do I actually want it to be fun, light, and obviously come easily? Can I challenge the way that I've been thinking about having to work really hard the way my dad did? Can I challenge the notion that I can't earn good money from doing something that I actually really love? What kind of freedom will I allow myself? Did you notice that? Allow. Now we as indie authors, we are super lucky. We can literally come up with an awesome idea Write it in a weekend. If you're that fast, kid you not, there are some nonfiction authors who can do this and have it out to sell in just a few days. We can indie publish ebooks, paperbacks, hardcovers, even our own audiobooks. We literally have cracked open the gateway and pushed all of those gatekeepers out of the way. Yet, even with all of that, we can make things super hard for ourselves. Why? Well, Same reason I did, I guess. Fear. Now, each of us has our own fear-based blocks that we need to work through. And if you haven't yet downloaded your free copy of Right Frame of Mind from the Author Revolution website, I suggest you do that. It's right there on the homepage. Otherwise, you can go to authorrevolution.org forward slash write dash mind. That's W-R-I-T-E dash mind. But ultimately, it's our job to question how and why we're doing these things, right? from our mindset to our systems. One of the really cool things I've been doing lately is kind of decluttering. And this comes from Denise Duffield Thomas's Money Bootcamp homework, but it's a reminder technically to me. I mean, when I first wrote Right Fame of Mind, it was years ago, and I knew then the power of claiming your writing space, keeping it free of clutter, making sure the energy is open, 
to receiving all the good things. But then as you move on and you're trying to reach new goals and you're trying to do new things, your mindset can get kind of muddied sometimes, especially if you allow yourself to dive into that fear mode. And of course, especially if you don't keep working on it, because as much as I'd like to say I did, I would say it probably took a back burner during some of those more recent years. And obviously, I didn't work on it as much as I should have because I still struggle with some of this stuff at times. So I want you to learn from these mistakes. Make sure that you're working on decluttering old beliefs, getting rid of limiting beliefs that are holding you back from living your best author life, and give yourself more empowering beliefs that will help you to ultimately have a freer, more fulfilled author career. Now, if you're not sure what kind of empowering beliefs really to grab onto, I want you to think about these mantras and see if any of them resonate with you, okay? Because these ones are ones that I've been using, and I really think that there's something powerful in the way that they will embed in your mind, and at a certain point, you're going to believe them, even if you're not quite sure when you first hear them, okay? So the first one, it's safe for me to write four books a year. It's safe for me to have a wildly successful book launch. It's safe for me to earn a living from my writing. It's safe for me to work less and earn more. It's safe for me to live a prosperous, prolific author life. Some of those might feel a little bit like, whoa, I don't know if I could do that. And I want you to challenge those. I want you to use some of those mantras, whatever one's really resonating with you, whatever one really kind of made you cringe or made your stomach flip. Think about that one. I want you to write it down and I want you to use it as your mantra. Now, some of the ways that we can embrace the idea of more freedom in our author careers really comes from making things easier on ourselves. And I can tell you this from for sure experience, because I have a tendency to want to try all the things and I want to make sure that I'm giving you all the right information. So I literally make things harder on myself just so I can tell you which ones are the easiest, if that makes sense. Now, some of the ways I want you to think about making your life easier can be stuff that will innately bring you more income. And some of it will just be stuff that will be able to help you be more productive with your author career. Number one, I want you to automate like a fool. There's so much that authors can automate right now that will free up your time. You can set up automatic onboarding sequences in your email marketing systems that will inform new readers and drive sales. You can set up your WordPress site to update your blog templates. That was a big one for me because I use the same kind of templates over and over again. But now with a click of the button, I can just Go copy the whole thing and you get the whole page built for you. It's super nice. You can use social media management tools to batch and schedule your social media across multiple platforms so you're always on top of mind and you're not having to go into each platform every single day or, you know, whatever. If there's something that's tedious or something you don't really want to be doing, ask yourself first if you can automate it and make your life easier. If the answer is yes, then set to work and clear up some mental space and gain more freedom. Then, whatever you can't automate, you will then outsource. Number two, (laughs) outsource stuff. Like I said before, and I'll say it again, hiring a PA as soon as you feel like you're able to is 
a great investment. So even if you can only spend $50 a month at first, get your systems in place and get used to delegating. Now I've been working with my PA Jenny for over two years now, and I can still say that I am not the best at delegating, but hiring her was a terrific investment because she's increased my author brand exposure far better than I could ever have done alone. Jenny has this special magic about her when it comes to connecting people and growing excitement for books. And I don't know, there's just, she's just got a way of doing things. And I can honestly say that I will never go without her again. I don't care if she ever wants to leave me. She's mine, damn it. Okay, I'm mostly kidding here. If she really wanted to go, I would let her go. But you get the point. I love Jenny. She's awesome. All right, so number three, leverage your book formats. Please, for the love. (laughs) One of the things I see authors not doing, but which could earn them some serious cash and increase, obviously, their freedom, is leveraging other formats. So many authors only publish their ebook version. And if that's you, I hope that you can see that you're missing the boat here. I can't tell you how many times my paperback books have saved the day when my ebook sales are kind of dragging, especially during those holiday months when people are like searching for gifts and whatever. Not to mention, it's hard to do book signings, guys, you know, right? Going to things like PenCon and Um, book bonanza, things like that. You can't do book signings without a physical book, right? You've already done all the hard work of writing. Why not get it out there in as many formats as possible? Besides, you'll be tapping into different reader markets with your different versions. Not all readers like to read only ebook format, for example. I, for one, love to read the majority of my stuff in paperback. And I'll even buy audiobooks. So if I don't have time to read, I'll start listening to it when I'm on the go. And if I love the book, guess what happens? I'll end up buying the paperback anyway. Seriously. Now, I have to admit, one of the hardest things for me is to find the time to do audio creation, even though I know I need to. And I have to add that to my overall flow because I start to fall behind. And then I want to kick myself because I know how big audiobook sales have become. So trust me, make other formats available and make that a priority your future self will thank you. Number four, do box sets. So speaking of leveraging those books that you've already written, don't forget those box sets and omnibus editions. If you have a complete series, just whack them all into one big book. (laughs) Make a temporary starter library for a limited time that's maybe only available in ebook for that one. Do duologies, trilogies, quadrilogies, whatever makes sense in your world, But then don't forget to do the paperback editions when possible. And as I come to find out, audio editions as well. People who read massive omnibus editions, they like that. And that's what they'll search for over and over. Those are the types of readers that do that. And actually, they love it in audio form as well. Number five, I want you to create your own events. This will make life way easier. Now, whether you're talking about online events or in-person ones, You don't have to wait for others to make events that you can attend. Now, if you want to have a launch party, do it. If you want to have a book signing, go ask. Or better yet, sick your PA on that. Now, if you want to have a big sale or a promotion, schedule it. Just do it. This can increase your brand exposure, which increases your profitability, which ultimately leads to more freedom to write more books, right? Number six, get a system 
in place. When it comes to living a fulfilling author life, you don't want to have to recreate the wheel every time you're launching a new book. So having a system in place that keeps you on track really is crucial. Now in Rapid Release Roadmap, our system's pretty simple. You're going to be planning out the next 12 months, so you're writing and launching four books. Then you just rinse and repeat every single year because we're focusing on building a series. What's nice about this is that there's no need to reinvent the wheel each time you write your book, at least for that particular year if you're planning out the year only. At that point, you're going to know your characters, the world building is set, so you get that inside and out. Your job really here is making it easier to go from one book right on to the next one, which then frees up so much mental bandwidth and keeps your books moving freely. Now, number seven, do more of what works and forget the rest. Now, there's a lot of stuff that we authors feel we have to do in order to make things work, especially if it seems like things aren't working. But let me tell you from experience, the only thing I have seen that will make you successful is really to trust the process. Sure, you can try out new things from time to time, but the process of planning, writing, publishing, and promoting does not change. That is literally the same cycle you are going to be doing over and over and over again. You don't have to overcomplicate that. Find what works best for you, for your brand, for your books, because not all books or series are going to be exactly the same in how you're going to promote, for example. Forget whatever is on the periphery and all that stuff that people are saying that you have to try. Because unless you feel like playing with it and you already have stuff that's working, there really is no point in trying more stuff. And if you do want to, you know, experiment or whatever, just remember to keep the energy of playfulness so that you don't burn yourself out over trying all the things and getting upset if things maybe don't work the way they did for someone else for you. Okay, so now it's really your turn. Over the course of this week, I want you to ask yourself, what does freedom really mean in your author business? Is it financial freedom through passive income? Is it the freedom to write more books and not have to do, say, freelance work or go to a crappy office job? Whatever freedom looks like to you, I want you to start embracing it as if it's coming true for you and start today by acting as if it's already here or literally right around the corner. Can you do that for me? Good. Now, don't forget, you can always join in our community of like-minded authors who are in this to be prolific and wanting to get out in the world and really make an impact. And you can do this by enrolling in Rapid Release Roadmap, my signature online course that will help you plan, write, publish, and promote four books every single year. Head over to rapidreleaseroadmap.com today to learn more and get signed up. Now, I can't wait to see what kind of freedom you can unlock for yourself. As always, if you'd like to download today's transcript to the podcast, or look over some of the things that we talked about today, because I will put the mantras in there in case you want to go back and just write them down or whatever. All you have to do is head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 87. Your freedom is on the horizon, my friend. Your number one goal right now is to keep moving forward so you can reach it. This is your year, my friend. Go forth and start your author revolution.
This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.